You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. There we go. Thank you so much. Beautiful special. Great message of that song, Jesus is Enough. Wow. Great singing today, and thank you for bringing a great spirit with you to church, and I hope that that spirit continues. I'm going to put this right here so that you can guess what that's about, all right? Take your Bibles tonight, Matthew chapter 13, Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to collect our cards um, that we just had you fill out. So again, if you put one in, you take one out, all right? And uh, so if you if you put a card in, and have we mixed them, ushers? If we did that, okay, I'm sure we're good. And uh, they're on the ball. If you get your own name, just bless yourself this week, okay? Encourage yourself in the Lord. Spa day, trip to, you know, Bora Bora, Hawaii, something like that. Ushers, if you'd come, if you did, raise your hand. If you put one in, raise your hand. Ushers are going to come and give you an opportunity to... Uh, choose one. Don't look at the name. I don't like that person. I'm not going to encourage. No, don't do that, okay? Uh, just take one out, and uh, there we go, okay? No, no audible sighing. Oh, who's this? Don't do that, okay? I, I know you won't do that, but uh, we'll, we'll make sure that we get you there. And if you do get your own name, just make sure you flag and usher down, and uh, we'll, we'll do that for you, okay? Did you get your own name, Gary? Okay, why are you flagging me down, brother? Okay, all right. I was thinking while these ladies were singing that uh, we need to have a duet between uh, Brother and Mrs. DeHaro. How many of you vote? We should have a duet with Brother and Mrs. DeHaro. New staff members, they should have to. Initiation, we'll just cut Brother Mike's microphone and just have, uh, you know, just Jensen be a solo there. No, I'm just kidding. Everybody get one? If you don't like the person, just rip it in shreds. Don't, don't do that. All right, we're getting you there. Now, we should have the same amount going out that we had coming in. And here's the thing. You may notice someone that's not here tonight. We talked a couple weeks ago about in-reach. There's nothing wrong with being a blessing to somebody that's not here tonight and doing something for them as well. And I promise you, you'll be blessed by and, and enjoy it more just by doing something for someone else and uh, so that's the purpose this week and you can be creative if you want do whatever you want did we get everybody do we have any extras that's it did anybody not get one that was supposed to get one gentlemen I think you did it great job guys all right there we go good job for our ushers okay you have done it you guys can have baked potatoes tonight for $5 each. Okay. Matthew chapter 13. I was very excited this morning. For the Jordan Lane's been coming to our church for a while right down here. And uh, been, I've been witnessing to Jordan and talk with him about Jesus since he started coming probably about six months ago. And uh, what's that? Stop yelling at me. And uh, so, so he's been coming for a while and uh, just really been... Uh, getting to know him, and Brother Jesse got in contact with him and brought him to church a long time ago. And uh, this morning, we went through in my office. He said he was ready to get saved. And so we went to our office, and, and I got to share the gospel with him, and he accepted Christ as his Savior today. And I was so excited. He walked out, and he said, Pastor, can you tell everybody? 
I was like, you tell everybody. He's like, can you, can you just announce it? And we walked out into the lobby, and I was like, yeah, go ahead. And he's like, no, I want you to, like, get everybody's attention and tell them. So I was like, everybody, everybody. And, like, no one turned around, like, three people. And I was like, Jordan got saved today. All right, so I told, so I, I'm making it known tonight, Brother Jordan, and he wants to get baptized. And so we're excited for you. Congratulations, Jordan. There you go. Now, we love you, brother. Matthew chapter 13 in your Bibles. And hey, we're going to be looking at a parable tonight about the soil, the seed, and the sower. I don't feel like I got enough this morning in this. And so I'm coming back for a round. I'm more mad tonight than I was this morning. All right? And, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I had planned on speaking of this topic for probably three or four weeks and when I was studying for the message uh, that I preached this morning, I was getting this message while I studied for that one. I was like, wait a second, no, I gotta, I gotta get the other message. And so tonight, I, I, won't be, I won't be lengthy, I really will not. I often say that and I probably still am lengthy, but um, I, I want to share with you some things here that, uh, about a specific topic. Now, we dealt with a couple weeks ago, and, and, and on Wednesday, Wednesday, on Sunday nights, we've been looking at different ways to strengthen the church. And we talked about in the first week building relationships, becoming a connector, connecting people with one another, connecting people to Christ. We talked about prayer as a way to strengthen the church. We talked about unity and how we need to be unified in our church. We talked about strong homes last week. Two weeks ago, we talked about inreach, or three weeks ago, we talked about inreach. And tonight, I want to talk about outreach. Outreach. The way to strengthen the church is outreach. I want you to look at Matthew 13, and uh, the same kind of passage we read this morning. But if we're looking at verse 10, the disciples came and said to him, Why speakest unto them in parables? And he answered and said to them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and uh, he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they, seeing, see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which, say, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing. Their eyes uh, they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their ears and hear with their uh, see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart and should be converted, and I should heal them. So again, he's saying there's some that don't want to hear. You need to remember that in the message tonight. We'll make mention there are some that don't want to hear. There are some that do, and and so Jesus spoke in parables for those that wanted to hear could hear. They could understand. Those that didn't want to hear, they wanted to stop their ears, they wouldn't understand it anyway. You know, it's amazing how in church we can preach messages, and, but yet if you, and, and we'll all understand it, but then you listen to unsaved people talk about church and they just mock everything because they don't understand. I've seen billboards that take scriptures and twist them and say, this is what the Bible says, mocking it from atheists, saying the Bible says, and take some obscure scripture and say, you know, the Bible is against women. The Bible is against this or that, and they're twisting, they're mocking it. They're mocking it. Even our own governor in this state used scripture to justify the killing of unborn babies. Use scripture on billboards to do that. So people are not getting this. But Jesus said in verse 18, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh 
The wicked one and catcheth away that which is sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. But he that receiveth seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word of God, and anon with joy receiveth it. Anon at once. At once with joy received it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth or endureth for a little while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he's offended. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word, understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Now, I'm not going to read all the other passages from the beginning, but look, if you would, at verse 3. At the end it says, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. On purpose. Verse 4, and when he sowed some seeds. Verse 5, some fell on stony places. Verse 7, and some fell among thorns. Verse 8, and others fell. So the sower is going out to sow seeds everywhere. Now, what's interesting to me as we're looking at this is, uh, and I'll come back to this in a second. Actually, let me pray, and then we'll come back to what I was going to just say in just a moment here. Father, bless, I pray, the message tonight. Thank you so much for Jordan being able to accept you as Savior today. And we're so proud of him, so thankful for him, rejoicing with him. But we look forward to the fellowship and the fundraiser after church. And look forward to being able to be a blessing to people this week. But I pray, Lord, we focus on the message at hand. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you missed the service this morning, and maybe you were serving in another ministry, then you missed uh, hearing some of our ladies give testimony from the homeless ministry team about uh, sharing testimonies about ministering to the homeless in our area. We showed a few pictures and uh, got to see that. And I, I truly believe that ministering to people in need is pleasing to God. I think that's, a, that's a, one of the roles of a church, is to, is to be there to help people in need. What that ministry is, that is an outreach ministry. That is what outreach is. These ladies went out, went out, and reached people with a gospel track and helped them physically, not only physically, but spiritually. That is outreach. Undoubtedly, some of those ladies going out, some of you that are here tonight, you probably had some nerves, and you were probably a little nervous going out and, 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 and doing that, but you went anyway. And God bless you for that. That's outreach. Yesterday at 10 a.m., we gathered around. There was just a small group of us. There was other people in the, in the ministry, homeless ministry. But uh, some of us got together, and uh, we got tr gospel tracts. And I went, and I got my son was my soul-winning partner yesterday, Silas. And we went out soul-winning yesterday. And we went out to the doors, and, and I know sometimes we say soul winning, and maybe some of you are, are newer to our church, don't know what that is. It's where we're going out and knocking on doors, giving people a gospel track that has the gospel on it, inviting them to church, and trying to win their soul to Jesus Christ. Every time I go out with my, with my son, like Silas, yesterday we went out, and he said, Dad, every time you say soul winning is kind of creepy. And I was like, I'm not saying soul eating. I'm not saying soul stealing. And I, I, so I quoted him the verse, he that winneth souls is wise. I had to kind of explain that to him. But uh, we went out to people. We were going out to our neighborhood, knocking on doors, ringing the ring doorbells so they can see my face, and all that kind of stuff. What is that? That was outreach. Did we come back with 50 people saved? No, we didn't yesterday. But it was outreach. By the way, everyone that goes out soul winning, you know every time you go out soul winning, you probably still get butterflies. You probably still get a little bit of nerves, but thankfully you go anyway. 
Uh, we had, uh, on Wednesday, we had our teenagers uh, from our, our Christian school here, and uh, some of our staff, they go out on Wednesdays to go out soul winning after school. They go into our neighborhoods, our community, they knock on doors, they leave flyers, and they leave a gospel track on the door when no one answers that has the gospel on it. Why? Because that is outreach. Now, undoubtedly, they're nervous when they go, but they still go anyway. We, we can't just have in-reach. We have to have in-reach. And I think Encouragement Sunday is in-reach. We're encouraging one another. That's good. That's great. That's wonderful. We need to do that. We have to do that. But we also have to do outreach. And it can't just be a little bit of us. It has to be all of us. Every one of us have to take gospel tracts. Every one of us have to become a sower. A sower of the seed. Look, if you would, at verse 18. If you were to call this parable anything, what would you call it? What's interesting to me is what Jesus calls it. Verse 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Really? It seems like the sower is the least important part of this. Because the seed is the word of God. And that's important. That's talking about uh, the gospel message, right? That's, that's important. And then we looked this morning at the four types of soil. And boy, the soil is so important. Like Your heart and how you receive the word is important. But Jesus called it the parable of the sower. Why? Because somebody has to get the word out before the soil ever gets the seed. The, so the sower is us. The sower, we are sowers of the word. Now, yes, I said this morning, God the Father is a sower. We see that in Scripture. Jesus, the Holy Spirit. But Christians, we as Christians are sowers of the word of God. We're supposed to be. And so when we're seeing that, I want to just give us three brief thoughts tonight to encourage us in this area of outreach, of outreach. Number one, I want to say this. We are saved to serve and to sow. We are saved to serve and sow. We're not saved to sit in a pew. We're not saved to just come to the summer basketball program at church. We're not saved just to attend a Sunday school class. God did not save us just to set us on a shelf until we die. We are saved in order to serve. And we have lots of different teams in our church where anybody can serve on some team. Now that's one thing. But we're also not just called to saved to serve. We're saved in order to sow the seed again. Someone gave us the seed. Someone gave us the word of God. And the natural thing to do is to give the seed to others. You plant a tree in your yard. Guess what? When that seed grows up, the fruit is going to have the seed in itself. And what does it do? It falls to the ground and more fruit is produced. That's the natural thing about plants and trees is that they reproduce. Is that they're producing fruit and then others, other trees, are building and growing as well. That is a natural thing. Now notice in the, in the passage here, the sower in the parable sowed seeds into every kind of ground. He wasn't discriminate. He didn't say, how's your heart? Because before I tell you about the gospel, I want to know that you're really serious about it. No, he, he gave it to every type of ground. And by the way, it was not a waste of the seed to sow it everywhere. It was not a waste of the seed to sow it everywhere. There is not a wrong person to witness to. Oh, but you don't understand my family. There's old Uncle Joe, and he's just, you know, he's always mad. 
Oh, there's, you know, this person at, all, at the office. There's, this, there's not a wrong person to witness to. It's just wrong not to witness. You know, there, there's no waste. The gospel, you're not wasting the gospel by giving it to anybody. Because it go, it's supposed to go to everybody. You know, well, I don't want to waste this tract, you know, or tell somebody about Christ because of the way they're dressed. Because of the way they're acting. It's not a waste. I was coming back from uh, my house uh, this last week or a uh, week or two ago. And um, I, was, I, I was coming back around the corner here. And I was unlocking the gate to come in. And there's kids at recess at school. I'm always, you know, I'm always looking around when I'm opening the gate. You know, when I'm, I'm trying to make sure we're, we're secure and we're safe and all that kind of stuff. And I saw this guy walking behind me. And he was walking behind me to, the, to, to where the gate was. And he had two thick chain links in his nostrils. And he had huge things in his ears. And he had flame tattoos coming up onto his face from his neck. And he had tattoos on his forehead. And he had a really blank expression on his face. Now, he was a squirrely little guy. I thought, I can take him. I'm not worried about him. But um, you know, every guy in the room was like, I get it, Pastor. The girl was like, what are you talking about? We, we think differently, okay? But uh, I, I was walking up to the gate, and I was like, you know, kind of glancing over my shoulder. And I was going to make sure he wasn't coming in with me. And to be honest, like the first thing I thought, I mean, I know we, where we live, I understand the situation and the, and the surrounding community here, and I thought, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm on guard, I'm on guard. And he stopped and he said, excuse me. And I was like, Psh. no, I didn't, I'm just kidding. I said, uh, what, what can I, so what can I do for you? you know? And as I was locking the gate, I walked in, yeah, what can I do for you? And I'm locking the gate. And, and, and uh, he said, um, you know, I see your basketball goal here. I live right across the street over here. And he showed me where he lived. And, he, and uh, he said, and I was wondering if I could come play basketball sometime. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I told him a time where he could come and, and it would be open. I had no problem. I said, absolutely. Come on over and shoot some ball with us and everything. And, uh, and then he said, and you guys, you're a church, right? I said, yeah, we're a church. And he said, what time, what time do you open? And I told him what time we open. He said, man, God bless you. He was telling me that. I was like, Okay, you know, and I, and I began to talk to this guy, I think his name was Anthony, if I remember right, and, um, and we're talking back and forth, and he was just the nicest guy, and he's like, you know, I just, I would, he said, would I be welcome at your church? I said, absolutely. He said, but can I come dressed like this, or what, what, what do I have to wear? I said, clothes. You just got to come to church, man, anytime you want. You're always welcome. And he was just like, you know, and when you see, you know, I know that he's been rejected before. And he's like, God bless you. I said, I'm going to come visit your church. And, so, and I told Nancy about the story, and I said, you won't have to wonder who I'm talking about. You'll notice him when he comes in, but I'm going to go try to find him. But it, it, was, it was just encouraging to see, hey, there's somebody that, that, look, it's not a waste. Even if he had come up and said, you want to fight? I mean, it's not a waste to share the gospel. Sometimes we think we know about somebody. We don't. We have to sow the seed. That's what we're supposed to do. That uh, Once you get saved, you are now a sower. Someone sowed the seed in your life. Now you sow the seed in others. I had been saved for many years. And I got away from the Lord. And as a teenager, I came back to the Lord. And I've told you this story before. But I came back to God. And I remember I was going to every teen activity. And before long, they said, hey, Eli, why don't you come on this Saturday? We're going to have Timothy Club. And, uh, and I've told you about Timothy Club before. I had no idea what Timothy Club was. I was like, what is that? Timothy Club? 
you know, and I was like, well, hey, I'm in, I'm in church now, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what church people do, and I'm, I'm excited about the things of God. I, I was in chess club for like two weeks when I was at school, and I've been on basketball teams, so I wonder what Timothy club is. And they said, just make sure you dress up. All right, so put on a, suit, a shirt and tie, and I came to church on a, on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. No idea what I was getting into, very shy, and I sat down downstairs in our, in our church building in one of our rooms, and they said, okay, we're going to be getting ready to go out into our community and tell people about Jesus. What? Did you guys know we're doing this? And I'm just like shocked, like, wait a second, I'm going to be doing what now? And I'm like, you know, I've been in church a minute. And now I have to go out and tell people that's what Timothy Club is? Thankfully, my youth pastor saw like the terrified look on my face that I was trying to hold back. And he took me about seven or eight weeks in a row, just me and him going. And you know what? I had no idea what I was doing. But when I was going there, I was, I was, I was okay, well, this is what I'm supposed to, I guess. So I'm just going to do it. I remember the first time as I started going by myself after a little while, I was 16, I was 17 years of age, I remember knocking on a door in, Co in Co uh, Carbon Cliff, Illinois, and a man probably in his late 30s came to the door. His name was Tony. I knocked on the door and I talked to Tony. I remember asking him in a squeaky, teenage, scared voice, almost like apologetic, like, you wouldn't want this, would you? But I remember asking him, if you die today, would you know for sure you're going to heaven? He said, no, nah, I have no idea. And it was me and my friend who was, a, who was a year younger than me. I'm 17, he's 16. And so we're like, we've never gotten this far. I said, well, would you want to know? He said, I would. Okay. What's the script say? You know, what do we do? And he said, you, you want to come in? And I probably shouldn't have. Could have been a murderer, but he wasn't. No, but uh, he said, you want to come in? And I said, yeah, it was an apartment complex. And I walked in, his wife and kid was upstairs. Remember, he sat down on the couch and he said, show me from the Bible. And I pulled out my little New Testament, uh, dry throat, you know, went through the whole thing with them. And I said, would, would you want to pray and ask Jesus to be your savior? And he was so quiet, but the whole, but the whole time he was listening, he said, yes, I would. And I remember as a 17-year-old, leading a man more than twice my age to the Lord as my first soul I won to Christ. I'll never forget that. I, I, I kept a, I had my New Testament, and I started writing the names down of people that were getting saved. The next one was a, a, a young boy at VBS. I served in VBS a month or two later, and I got to lead a young man to Christ. And I got to lead some more people to Christ in, in, in the snow in some Illinois, and, and it just, God just began to excite me about leading people to Christ. Because if you've ever done it, you know it is one of the most exciting things you can do is see the transformation take place where someone trusts Jesus as their Savior. I still have that New Testament. T uh, telling people about Christ is natural for Christians. It's the natural thing. By the way, people expect you to do it. Some of you may know who Penn and Teller are. They're magicians. Penn Gillette is a very famous, famously, they're, they're known for being magicians, but famously an atheist. He was, he went to church all growing up, but became an atheist. And Penn Gillette, I have heard him say, he, he said, when people talk to me, I meet a Christian, they talk to me about Jesus. He said, I'm not mad at them. He said, I expect them to. He said, because if I really believed there was a hell, I'd be telling everybody too. So then atheist says, so he says, I don't, I'm not mad at them for telling me. Because if I believe like they did, I'd be telling everybody too. 
That's an atheist speaking. It's the natural thing for a Christian to sow the seed. We're not saved to sit, we're saved to serve. Uh, serve and to sow. Number two, we do not control if the, seed grow, if the seeds grow. We don't control if the seeds grow. We do control if we sow, but not if they grow. Four different types of soil are in this story. Four different outcomes. However, most of the ground received some seed, even if it was just for a little while. But it came by the wayside, the seed got to it, but it was snatched away. It came to the stony ground. The stony ground accepted the seed, but it didn't stick with it. Uh, the thorny ground was growing, but things of the world choked it. So most of the ground was receptive to some of the word. But we do not control what state the soil is in that we sow. You can't control how the person at your works, how their heart is. You can't control the heart of your neighbor. You can't control a family member's heart. You can't control a stranger's heart as you go out door knocking and telling people about Christ. You don't have to control that. You don't have to control whether the seeds grow. You just got to uh, 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 sow the seed. You don't have, thankfully, you don't have to control that. The sad fact is, is, truth, is that some people do not want the truth. And we need to accept that and realize that, look, there's just some people. The first door I knocked on yesterday with my son... Somebody answered the door, it was behind one of those screens I couldn't see, and I said, hey, my name's Eli, this is my son Silas, we're out from Gethsemane Baptist Church, we're just inviting folks in our neighborhood to church, can I give you an invitation? No, we're good. You're good. So what I do? I open the door and chase him down. No, I didn't do that. I said, all right, well, you have a good day. What would you have said, pastor, if he cussed you out? I've been cussed out. I'm a wife many times. No, uh, I've been cussed out at doors before. What do I say? The same thing. Have a good day. Thank you. Oh, you get off my lawn. Don't you ever come back. Well, I, I'm so sorry. I hope you have a great day. Why? I'm not letting them control my emotions. I'm going to have a good testimony whether they're angry and slamming the door or not. And by the way, it rarely happens. Rarely happens. We think that every door is like that. It's really not. Some days you have a bad day, but, but uh, other than that, it's usually pretty good. But some people just don't want the truth. I have a book in my office. It's an old book, but it's called Last Words of the Saved and the Unsaved. And it was, a, it was somebody that, that compiled a list of the last thing that some people said before they died. The difference between what saved people said and what unsaved people said. Now, nowadays, everybody is on some type of medication, even as they're dying and, and, and about to pass into heaven. We don't hear much anymore. We don't hear many things about, I see... Heaven opened, I see angels, I, they're calling to me, can you see them? That was a common occurrence. I don't know if you knew that, that was a common occurrence long ago. But with medical science, I believe that's the reason why we don't see it as much, because everyone's on painkillers and different things, I'm not against that. I'm just saying that uh, it used to be different. The, the last words of saved and unsaved people, and as you go through that book, and I looked at some of the quotes, and I looked at some of the quotes of saved people, and the things that they saw, and the things that they were anticipating, and the things that they heard when they were dying... But man, I tell you, to read the things that people said when they knew they were lost and going to hell, scary. To read the things that people say when they could sense and feel almost the fires of hell and still not repent, scary. It's scary to think about. Some people don't want the truth. Joseph Stalin as a young man, was being trained in the seminary to go into ministry. Did you know that? Joseph Stalin. 
being trained to go into ministry. Something happened. It was during the time of Nietzsche and all of those where he got uh, kind of twisted about his thinking and, and uh, in humanism and all these different things. And he turned from his belief in God and he decided to hate all religions. His daughter, Svetlana Stalin, was relating to a Christian man, Malcolm Muggridge. He, she was relating to him his, uh, Stalin's last moments. She was with him when her father died. And she said in Joseph Stalin's last moments, he was having hallucinations, he was seeing things. But the last thing he did before he died, he opened his eyes, he sat up in bed, he shook his fist at heaven, and he laid back and died. The last thing he did. Someone trained to eventually go into ministry. Look, we don't control if people accept the seat. We just have to sow the seed. We have to sow the seed. We are saved to serve and sow. We do not control if the seeds grow, but I want to say lastly, even if you're not seeing results, we've got to follow the command to go. You have to follow the command to go. Sow the seeds. Realize you don't control if it grows, but realize you do control if you go. All the sower has to do in the story is go. He's just got to sow the seeds. That's all he has to do. That's it. Sow faithfully. Uh, he, he, you don't give the increase to yourself. God does that. God's in charge of the increase. You're in charge of whether or not you go. God decides, and God works upon hearts, and, and, and God is, is working on people before you get there sometimes, and God uses you to work on people. Some people plant the seed, some people water the seed, and some people reap the fruit. But you see, somebody's got to do the planting in Long Beach. Who's going to reap if nobody plants? Who's going to reap if nobody waters? You know, I'm th I didn't get saved the first time I heard the gospel. And so we've got to keep going. We've done that neighborhood before. Well, we've got to do it again. Because we've got to water the, 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 the seed. We've got to keep going and keep sowing faithfully. Somebody's got to. The Bible says in Psalm 126, 5 and 6, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. The problem is it's very easy to get discouraged. It is easy to get discouraged. It's easy to lose heart. And, but that's why Jesus told his disciples, shake off the dust of your feet. You say, what? When Jesus sent out his disciples in Matthew chapter 10... He sent them out, and he said, if they don't receive you in that town, when you walk out, shake off the dust of your feet. And it's a testimony against that town that they would not listen. But what's he really saying to the disciples there? He's saying, don't let it stick with you. Don't get discouraged. Don't let that dirt stay on you when you get to the next town. I've gone soul winning before and knocked on a door early on in my soul winning day and had someone be mean or someone slam the door or whatever, and it stuck with me. And now as I go to the next door, I'm like, uh, is it going to be another one of those? Is it one of those neighborhoods? And then the next week when I go out, what am I thinking of? I'm remembering last week the one rude guy that I talked to, and what has happened is that dirt has stuck with me, and I'm taking it with me we got to have a short memory when it comes to people that don't want the gospel. And we got to stop taking it personally. It's not about you. Do you realize that? No one's like, you know what? I'd accept Jesus, but I just don't like you. I've never had that. 
What I hear is, you Christians and that God you serve. And, and, and I've heard things along those lines, and not many times, honestly. We've got to stay encouraged. You see this little thing here? This came in the mail for me. And I was like, oh, who is encouraging me this week? That's a blessing already. It's from Nom's Bake Shop. Nom, 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 nom. Bake Shop. And I was like, what is this? And I looked at it. At first, I thought it was a bomb, so I had Nancy open it. And just kidding, Nancy. But, uh, but I, I was like, what in the world? It had my name on it. And so I brought it to my office, and I opened it up. And I was like, what is this? And it's cookies. Cookies. Chocolate chip cookie. Peanut butter and jelly cookie. I am not sharing with my children. I want you to know that. Confetti sugar. That won't probably even make it home. All right? That's good. I'm going to eat that on the way. Chocolate crinkle. And then berry shortbread. You had me at berry. You lost me at shortbread, but I'm sticking around for the berry. And it says here, eat a cookie and treat yourself. That's what it says. Number one, select a nom. Number two, stuff your face. Number three, treat yourself. I love it. And down the back side, by the way, it says make people jealous. That's what I'm doing tonight. Hey, Pastor, are you having a baked potato? No, I'm having five cookies. Better than 13 cookies or something, you know. Five is better. But, um, hey, Pastor, who sent you that? I'm going to tell you who sent me that. A company called Verkata. Say, what is that? I don't know. Don't eat the cookies, Pastor. No. I, I got, last year, there's a company that deals with security cameras. And they sent me a tumbler, a Yeti tumbler. Those are expensive. And they said, hey, we just want to introduce ourselves. This is who we are. And I probably should have said the name of the company. But anyway, uh, we want to introduce ourselves, who we are. I want to just give you a gift. And then, of course, they contact you later. And it's like, you know, did you get our gift? Yes. But I don't want your business. Click, you know, or whatever. But you know what? I, I was just amazed. Like, I had told them no like a year ago. They sent me a gift, and now they're sending something else. They may be poison, but we'll find out in a few days. But you know what? I was amazed by that. What are they doing? They're sowing seeds. They're sowing seeds of their business. Now, some people will say, I hate cookies. And some people will say, I'm allergic to that. Some people will say, I've got another cookie that I already go to. I already enjoy this cookie. That's, that's my flavor. And some people will say, I don't eat cookies, but I may give yours a try. What I'm saying is, here's a company. <laughs> some people, I'm more of a chocolate person. I don't know. But there are some people out there that love cookies and may, want, and may be looking for a good cookie company. And here they are. Here's a business that's not concerned with all the people that say no. They're just sowing the seeds. And I was impressed by that. Here we are as Christians, we've got the goods. Some people may say, that's not, that's not my favorite, or I've got another church I already go to. I don't really go to church, but I may try yours. But we can't get discouraged with those that say, I hate cookies. Why, because they're weird. You hate cookies, that's weird. But if people say, I hate church, they've been hurt. 
But we don't need to get discouraged. What do we got to do? We got to keep sowing the seed. You keep sowing the seed. The word of God is powerful. They need to hear the word because it's the word that breaketh the rock in pieces. And faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So don't get discouraged. Hey, we got a lot of ministries going on at our church. We got a lot of people that meet for a lot of different things at our church. Why don't we meet together at 10 a.m. on Saturday? Why don't we meet together and go soul winning sometimes if you can't make it on a Saturday? Let's do our part to sow the seed. We've got the goods. We've got the truth. We've got to sow the seed. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight to be convicted about our own witness.